of independent thought my name is desmond price no matter where you are in the world i want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts as always we have a great show for you today now here are our topics hello everyone welcome back to another episode of independent thought my name is desmond price Thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Independent Thought. If this is your first time to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for showing up. I appreciate it. Now, for this particular episode, going a little bit off the beaten path. So this is a political podcast. But as I say in my bio, I also like to talk about life and everything in between. So let's characterize this in one of the in-between episodes. So I want to talk today about, as the title says, knowing when to rest. Because one of the most important things about staying politically engaged is understanding when it's time to kind of give yourself a break. This is something that I personally have been experiencing. So I want to share some information that I have about this with you today. So since last summer, a lot of people have been becoming a lot more politically active staying engaged in what's going on in the world, whether it's around police violence or issues with jobs in our country or what's going on in other countries, Armenia, India, Colombia, Israel, Palestine, Nigeria, China, the issues going on around the world are now being attended to in ways that they have not before. And this is a good thing, but it can come with a little bit of baggage that might have been a little unforeseen for some people. I'm sure some people were aware, maybe some people weren't. So let's talk to everyone about maybe some things that you weren't completely aware of or maybe that you might have forgotten. So listening to too much bad news can cause chronic levels of stress in your body. And you're probably at this point, you're probably saying, well, no shit, obviously. But it's something that I think many of us may just forget on a day-to-day basis. And now, you know, normal stress can lead to things like headaches, muscle aches, upset stomach, mood swings, decreased appetite. We've all experienced these things. Stress is a normal part of everyday life for a lot of people. But chronic stress can actually be much more of a hindrance on not only your body, but your mind. I mean, The one thing that is consistent when you are stressed out is your body produces a hormone, which is called cortisol. Now, cortisol is the main stress hormone in your body. It is created in your adrenal glands, which are right above your kidneys. Now, cortisol isn't completely a bad hormone. Its primary role in our body is to increase blood sugar. And now this is important when your body is trying to create what is known as ATP. Now, ATP is the energy source that our body uses, uh, especially when it's going into fight or flight mode. 
So this is something that our body definitely needs. But the problem is, is that when your body produces too much cortisol, it can have tremendously bad effects on us. Now, especially when you're creating it on a constant level, and you would do that if you're in a constant state of stress, chronic stress. So high and sustained cortisol in your body can increase anxiety, something that a lot of people have been experiencing more and more as the years have gone on. It can increase your blood pressure. It can break down your muscles themselves and lower your bone density. You know, you know, talk about insults to injury. So first you're losing your muscles and now you're losing your bone mass. I mean, that is it's very unfortunate, but this is something that can happen if your body is in this perpetual state of stress. So cortisol, you know, under sustained levels in your body can just do immense damage to you, unfortunately. And on, on top of that, cortisol can also affect your brain. It can affect your brain size. It can affect your brain structure. It can affect how your brain functions. And now I'm going to play a quick clip for you guys. This is a video that I was able to dig up. And the person in the video is going to explain specifically what happens inside of your brain when you are constantly under a cortisol bombardment. Here's the clip. But high levels of cortisol over long periods of time wreak havoc on your brain. For example, chronic stress increases the activity level and number of neural connections in the amygdala, your brain's fear center. And as levels of cortisol rise, electric signals in your hippocampus, the part of the brain associated with learning, memories, and stress control, deteriorate. The hippocampus also inhibits the activity of the HPA axis, so when it weakens, so does your ability to control your stress. That's not all, though. Cortisol can literally cause your brain to shrink in size. Too much of it results in the loss of synaptic connections between neurons and the shrinking of your prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that regulates behaviors like concentration, decision-making, judgment, and social interaction. It also leads to fewer new brain cells being made in the hippocampus. This means chronic stress might make it harder for you to learn and remember things, and also set the stage for more serious mental problems like depression and eventually Alzheimer's disease. The effects of stress may filter right down to your brain's DNA. So the important thing to know here is that you have to basically do what it is that you can to address chronic stress in your life. And we know that constantly absorbing the news can be one of those things that is creating stress. Obviously, there are other chronic factors that come into our lives which can affect stress, you know, jobs, relationships, a global pandemic, losing your job. There are so many different things that can come into play here. So it is important that we do find, try to find ways to avoid stress when you know possible. But on top of that, it's also just important from a self-care aspect to check what's in your diet, try to eat better, 
try to move more towards anti-inflammatory foods that you, you know that you can that can be have a more of a healing effect on your body. Don't forget to get up and get some exercise, even if it's something as simple as just taking a walk outside. You know, maybe just throw on a podcast, throw on this podcast. Just go take a walk for a few minutes, even if it's at like eleven o'clock at night. Just go take a walk outside. It's beautiful in the summertime. You know, and also something that's very underrated is just go do something that you just enjoy, something relaxing, something fun. Releasing positive endorphins in your body also can have a healing effect. But as far as healing is concerned, the time of the day where our body does the most healing and what I want to talk about now is when we're asleep. And that is something that I feel as though is a part of self-care that gets ignored the most by the most people. It's something that I wanna to bring to everyone's attention today because sleep has a huge role in our ability to heal from the damage that stress is constantly doing to us on a day in and day out basis. But the problem, unfortunately, is that we are sleeping less and less as a society. In the 1950s, studies show that the average American was getting around eight hours of sleep a night. Now, fast forward to today, that number is way closer to six and a half hours, maybe even six. And that's on average. So there are a lot of people who are very much not getting enough sleep. And I know that there are plenty of us out there like, oh, I only need so many hours of sleep. I only need this many hours of sleep. I can function on this. I can do this on that. Yeah, you, you probably can do those things. But the question more or less is, how is your body handling that lack of sleep? Now, you may not feel the detriment of it right away, but over time, it can definitely be a damaging thing to be consistently not allowing your body the time that it needs to recover, especially if you're a person who's dealing with chronic stress. Now, as of 2017, it was said that between 50 to 70 million Americans had some sort of sleep-related issue whether it was a sleep disorder or just some other related issue involving their sleep, the most common thing was sleep deprivation or sleep loss. Now, sleep deprivation can do many things. It can affect your mood, your ability to remember, your ability to learn, and your reaction time. So it's definitely important to make sure that you are getting enough sleep on a day in and day out basis. And different levels of sleep this is also why it's important to get good quality sleep. Different levels of sleep actually have different regenerative properties for our bodies and for our minds. Particularly, as you are right now, if you're awake, your brain is emitting what are known as alpha waves. Now, as you start to nod off and just get a little sleepy, kind of like when you're dozing in and out, your brain transitions to what are called beta waves. And then as you get into that light sleep, you're now, your brain is now entering what are called theta waves. And then once you enter into a deep sleep, you are emitting delta waves. And now when your body is in these, you know, some of beta, theta, and delta, your body is actually regenerating itself on a cellular level. Cells are regenerating themselves during this part of the sleep cycle and broken DNA is actually being repaired in your cells during this time. And then after Delta, we enter what's known as REM sleep, REM sleep. Now, this is the time when most people will 
you know, be having their dreams. But what is also happening during REM sleep is your body's actually solidifying memories of that day. So it's a way to kind of consolidate our short-term memory, our long-term memories. This is happening in the hippocampus, which if we relate back to the last video, or the last you know, clip, excuse me, that is an area that is constantly under attack due to chronic stress. So it's important for your body to get to REM sleep so that that area of your brain can heal a little bit. But you know, I also wanna talk about what happens if we do not allow our, our brain that time to recover through getting enough sleep. So I've got one more clip to play for you about what happens inside of your brain while we're sleeping. Here's the clip. How can sleep deprivation cause such immense suffering? Scientists think the answer lies with the accumulation of waste products in the brain. During our waking hours, our cells are busy using up our day's energy sources, which get broken down into various byproducts, including adenosine. As adenosine builds up, it increases the urge to sleep, also known as sleep pressure. In fact, caffeine works by blocking adenosine's receptor pathways. Other waste products also build up in the brain, and if they're not cleared away, they collectively overload the brain and are thought to lead to the many negative symptoms of sleep deprivation. So what's happening in our brain when we sleep to prevent this? Scientists found something called the glymphatic system, a cleanup mechanism that removes this buildup and is much more active when we're asleep. It works by using cerebrospinal fluid to flush away toxic byproducts that accumulate between cells. Lymphatic vessels, which serve as pathways for immune cells, have recently been discovered in the brain, and they may also play a role in clearing out the brain's daily waste products. While scientists continue exploring the restorative mechanisms behind sleep, we can be sure that slipping into slumber is a necessity if we want to maintain our health and our sanity. Okay. So now that we've gone over what happens as far as the cleanup is concerned in your brain while you are sleeping, let's talk about why am I bringing this up now? So firstly, I wanted to say again, thank you to all of the people who consistently have been tuning into this podcast week in and week out. It is now episode 20 of season three. So if you've been with me just from the beginning of season three, we're talking 20 episodes in a row of some pretty heavy topics. I mean, just to name just some of what's been happening here, we had to talk about a president trying to cast doubt on our election process, followed by an insurrection, followed by whether or not a stimulus package was going to come that was sorely needed by so many people in this country, concentration camps in China, the advancement of artificial intelligence and how it may play a role in our society, the constant battle in our country about how to handle climate change via the Green New Deal. Should we cancel student debt? How large companies like Amazon are abusing their workers? qualified immunity and the police violence that happens in this country 
an eviction crisis. And that's just only covering a little bit of the surface. But when you're hearing these topics week in and week out, it is causing, let's just be fair, it is a stressful thing to be constantly engaged with. It really is. It's a stressful thing for you as a listener. It's a stressful thing for me as the host who has to go and research these topics every week. So it is taking a toll on all of us to stay this engaged in the news. Now, I thank you all for joining me each and every week. I really do appreciate you taking the time to filter through all of these subjects with me. But let's be fair to both all of you and to me, myself, the host here, it is important to make sure that while staying engaged, you also take the time to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You cannot be a consistent participant in social discourse if your body is run down dry, basically, from exhaustion, from constantly being engaged in stressful situations. And stressful situations can include being plugged into the chaos that is what's going on in our world right now. So thank you for doing the hard work of staying engaged, but also please, you know, do yourself a favor and make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And I say that because, you know, I also have a rough topic coming up next week. As some of you have already known, those of you who are uh, on my Patreon, I explained that my next episode, which will be the season finale, is gonna be covering human trafficking. So that's what's coming up next week. So it is heavy topic after heavy topic. Please everyone do yourself a favor and give yourself a little bit of grace dealing with all of these stressful topics and remember to take care of yourself. And for those of you out there who might get this reference, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Now I'm gonna take a second and I'm gonna let the music play when the, when the ad comes here in a moment. But first I wanna say for those of you who are not familiar with my podcast, I'm gonna be now transitioning to my guest segment for the week. My guest and I will be having a conversation that is different from this one. So don't be alarmed if you tune in here in a few minutes and it's a brand new conversation, it will be. And make sure not to touch that dial, we have a Special message from our sponsor for this week coming during the break. So do not skip that. And if you are interested in our sponsor, please scroll up into the episode notes and the link will be right there to go directly to her website. Thank you so much. We'll be right back with a message from our sponsor. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at BathingBeautiesBeads.com. 
And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Independent Thought. For this week's episode, my guest is V from the Let's Be Real podcast. I found V on Instagram a few months back, and we've been uh, kind of talking about you know her coming on the show, and I'm glad that I'm finally getting a chance to have her on now. So V, thanks for coming to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, actually. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. You. And, you know, so... As we're getting into it today, whenever I have a new podcaster on, you know, it's just tradition. First thing we got to do is talk about your podcast. So what is uh, kind of like some of the topics that you talk about on your podcast and what was the motivation around you starting it? Um, okay. So the motivation uh, for the podcast um, around, well, where I am, I'm located in Philadelphia. Um, it, it's okay. The LGBT community, it's, it's okay. But um, it's not really talked about, um, especially in the Black community. Um, so I kind of wanted to have a place where people could kind of, you know, get a feel of how we feel or our thoughts or uh, different topics on how to go about things. Um, a lot of people uh, are curious, but they never know who to, to go to or ask. Um, a lot of people will actually call me and say, hey, V, I have a question about uh, this or that. And I'm just like, okay, so why not start it? That's kind of was the motivation. I was getting too many phone calls about uh, the community from different people and they wanted to know stuff. So I'm like, okay, why don't we just give them a podcast so they can kind of go back and learn stuff on their own. Right. No, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, do mm-hmm. you, does it ever like make you feel uncomfortable at all when a bunch of people come to you as like, they're almost like their LGBTQ <laughs> like advocate, like, Hey, I, I, I need to talk to you about these issues. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Like, cause I know, um, I mean, I live in a mostly like white community right now out here in Montana. And so mm-hmm. I got to say, like, I have a really conflicting feeling on like white people like approaching me, asking me about black questions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Get tell that. me your experience with that. Like, how, how has that been for you? Um, it had, at first it was weird. Um, I will not lie to you. It's like, okay, why do you keep coming to me? But um, I have uh, a lot of friends who are allies of the community. Um, they're very, very supportive, but they never felt comfortable enough to go to a, a person, you know, that was openly gay or openly, you know, lesbian or anything. And um, 
so I guess they were comfortable with me. So it kind of made me feel weird, but it also made me feel like, okay, they trust me enough to come with me with these questions. And um, they weren't rude about it or anything. So that's kind of why I got more comfortable as this kept going. They weren't rude about it. They really gen genuinely were concerned and curious about what, what was going on in certain things. I've had so many crazy questions, um, basic questions, random questions. Uh, they'll call me in the middle of the day. Um, we have this big thing now in the world with pronouns and my friends, some of them do not know how that goes, the background on it, how they should do it, when they should put the they, them in sentences, they will call me for it. So okay. um, I have no problem helping guys. It's not a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's a really good thing that you are, you know, surrounded by allies in the community as you know, I grew up, you know, around the Philadelphia area and I know that that's uh it's not always the most common thing to find allies oh, yeah. in that community. Uh, have you <laughs> experienced like prejudice or, you know, just like, just kind of like any kind of like discrimination, like around Philly mm -hmm. or in Philly? Like what has your like experience been like in that area? Well, in Philly, it, I stay closer to the community. So I don't actually have to uh, face any of that type of stuff. Um, I do travel a lot. Um, I am from California. So when I go out there, they're actually very cool. But here in Philly, um, it depends on where you're at. Uh, me, um, since I dress a little bit more masculine, I don't, uh, if you like see me or anything like that, you know, you can tell I'm a woman. But um, usually uh, guys from the rip, if they see me in the clothes that they see me in, they automatically think I'm, they, I want to be a guy or, you know, a man. And that's not the case. And sometimes they will, you know, yell at me or scream at me. Um, I've never had anyone try to fight me, but they have, you know, yelled at me a few times and um, has called me crazy names. And, um, you know, it doesn't scare me or anything. It's just like kind of, it, it's like ignorance, you know? And it's just like, wow, I wish I could teach them, you know, X, Y, Z more so. So it's not, I'm not really mad at them. It's more so like they don't know any better. Yeah, no, and honestly, you know, I'm really sad that you have to go through that because, you know, I, I grew up over there, like I was saying, I know that, you know, it's not always the easiest place to be. And, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, just the the intolerance I feel like in the neighborhood around there it just like it, it, it's it's crazy to me that there's still so many people who kind of treat it as if like you know it, it's something like weird or foreign or it doesn't belong and you know is there like are the, you said that you only stay in certain areas are there like certain parts of Philly that you just don't feel like safe going into Hmm. Um, well, I'll go anywhere. You know, I'm not a person who's going to be scared, but for safety reasons. Um, sometimes it depends on say if I'm hanging out or a club type deal or hanging or going to brunch um, I do hang in certain spots um, I have been to some clubs and um, say um, I, I am engaged I do have a fiance and if I go out with her and if a guy tries to approach her uh, it could go left or right for me uh, not for her but for me because you know they think you know again since I look the way I look they're like okay well she thinks she's a guy maybe you know we can fight and it's kind of like wow, this is not that, you know, I know 100% that I don't want to be a male, I would never fight one, because, you know, obviously a male, they're way bigger than me, so, um, so yeah, certain areas, if we're going out together, uh, we kind of just definitely dodge that, we don't want to go through the headache, more so, we're not scared, but we don't want to go through, hey, are you guys together, are you guys together, um, you know, them badgering us, we get a million and one questions every time we go out, it's very annoying here in Philly, <laughs> it can yeah, be very no, annoying. I I, I could imagine that. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like personally. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry you have to go through right. that. 
You know, but you were telling me, I think in a previous conversation that we were having that, you know, when you were out in California, that that was something that you never had to experience when you lived out. No way. Uh, right. What was it like in like California? Like, was there like any real discrimination? Do you think that's just like a, a, a geography thing? I think so. It's so crazy. Um, you know, coming from over there, like I said, they're very, they kind of just go with the flow. They're very laid back people. I won't say everyone, but in general, um, where I come from, San Diego, they're very laid back. So, uh, you know, if you tell someone, hey, you know, like, hey, I'm bisexual or hey, I'm transgender, they're like, okay, well, all right, cool. And um, they, they're very welcoming. Um, I've never had an issue ever um, out there. And even as an adult, um, when I go back to visit, um, I feel very comfortable with everywhere I go out there. They literally don't bother me. But here, um, more so women don't bother me here in Philadelphia. It's men. Um, men will really? sit here and just, yeah, it's very weird. You would think, you know, um, a woman would, you know, get all crazy or, you know, hey, don't come near me. You know, I don't like women like that. Um, I've had straight friends who are very, very cool with me. Um, I have a straight best friend and uh, she was very comfortable uh, with me. She comes from a very, very strict background. And um, she was not weird. It's usually random guys that I don't know who give me a lot of problems here in Philadelphia. It's very weird. Yeah, that that's 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 very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know, and honestly, you know, you would think that there'd be a lot more tolerance just surrounding the entire community. Uh, right. You know, after what happened like this past summer with all the protests that were happening. Oh with, yeah. Uh, Black Lives Matter. But mm -hmm. you know, I think you and I were discussing before that you just felt like. Uh, some people in the black community just don't see LGBT like uh, Q issues the same way they see like Black Lives Matter like issues. That is correct. Um, I'm not going to say everyone um, because I do have uh, people that's in the black community who is not a part of the LGBTQ um, community, but they see us. Um, however, we, we do, um, again, people that I know personally uh, tell me uh, the community doesn't have those type of problems. And it's like, are you guys forgetting that, you know, I'm a, I'm a part of, you know, the Black community and I'm all for Black Lives Matter, but I'm also for Black Lives Matter being an umbrella term. Right. So that means you, you're throwing everybody in there. I'm handicapped, you know, uh, disabled, uh, anyone Black. Um, and so I've heard grown Black men say, oh, hey, um, yeah, Black Lives Matter, but uh, turn around and be, a tra be transphobic. And it's like, wait a minute, that's still, you know, a, a transgender woman or man. At the end of the day, they're still black and they, we kind of get pushed out. So we're getting pushed out twice for being, you know, black, you know, on one side, and then we're getting pushed out for being black and, you know, transgender or lesbian from the black community. So um, it, it gets a little hard sometimes, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, that, that is, I mean, let's just call it what it is. That, that's, that's disgusting. I mean. Oh, Yes. I mean, that, that I don't understand it personally, as you know, as a black person myself, I mean, Black Lives Matter should apply to all black people. I don't, I don't understand right. the people who would try to stop for a second and say like, except for these groups. Like, like right. that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> so I mean- I've, I've heard it before. It, it, it really did not make any sense. And I had to sit here and think like, wait a minute, did they really just say that? And so now uh, it, it, be, it becomes uh, kind of split in a way. It goes on um, Black Lives Matter. And then you have to go to this other group and say um, Black Trans Lives Matter or, you know, Black LGBTQ plus matter. And it's kind of like this is supposed to be one thing. Yeah, it should be. You know, why is it, you know, right. And um, so we have to deal with, you know, uh, on one side, you know, we have uh, some racist people going on, you know, here, especially the split after the protests, like you said. 
we have to deal with that, but also in our own communities, our own neighborhoods, we have to be worried about the black community coming at us as well. Now, where do you think this comes from? You know, like I, I have not, you know, been home for a few years, so I'm kind of removed mm -hmm. from some of these conversations now, but you know, like, w like being in the, in the midst of it, you know, living in that city, uh, in that community, like, why do you think there are so many people who are kind of like resistant to kind of think of, you know, members of the LGBTQ community as their own? Um, I'm going to say it's just something that is taught, just like how uh, racism is taught. It's taught uh, not to be thought about in homes. Um, a lot of people really just don't think about it. Or if they, it's like, you can't say, oh, they're gay or um, they're, you know, lesbian or anything in certain households. Um, I know a few people who still are weird or their families are very weird with them being a part of the community. So um, it's more so ignorance. They don't want to learn about it. So they kind of just push us out and it, it kind of gets passed down from generation to generation. Um, like I had said uh, previously in our other conversation, my father, uh, he's one that comes from, uh, he comes from Louisiana. And I'm sure back then in the 70s and 80s, he, he, he wasn't around that. So um, now he has me and I have this whole podcast and I, I kind of advocate for these people very hard because we don't have anyone doing it enough for me. Um, he's kind of lost. He's like, okay, what does this mean? What is this term? What are these colors? <laughs> what is this flag? So um, it's a difference in uh, wanting to learn something and just being ignorant and not wanting to know anything about it. And I think he, he kind of broke out of his shell with that. And I feel like uh, they need to kind of do that as well, slowly. You know, right. can't just expect it overnight. Yeah, I mean, definitely agree with the idea that hatred is taught, you know, whether we're talking about mm -hmm. racism or in this case, you know, just like discrimination against, you know, uh, sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. I, I just, it always blows me away that we are still having these conversations. Because, you know, for me, this seemed like a really blanket, like kind of like subject, you know, like mm -hmm. growing up myself, having to deal with racism, I always just thought, you know, like, like at the end of the day, you know, discrimination is discrimination. It doesn't matter like what flavor it is. And like, for me, like Correct. someone who had to deal with racism, I'm not gonna turn around and be, you know, discriminating, discriminating against somebody else because I understand what that feels like. So it always, Correct really just upsets me when I see fellow people of color turning around discriminating against those in the LGBTQ community because like like we know what that feels like. Like we like Absolutely. we should be the last people doing that as far as I'm I'm concerned. telling you, that's where I get a little blown away as well. I sit here and I really just read and I'm like, what is going on? Like we literally get, you know, we get judged so much and you know, people are so racist towards us every day, all day. And they'll turn around as if that didn't just happen to us as a whole and come at a certain group. Um, I actually had a friend yesterday and uh, once I see a person who I'm calling my friend be homophobic or you know transphobic, I'm, I'm no longer calling the person my friend because again, uh, I'm a person that's a part of that. And once you do that, you're not my friend, you know, cause you're sitting here, it's just not okay with me. It doesn't sit well with me. and um. She uh, said something of the sort that maybe uh, this black man that had came out saying he was bisexual, he needs to burn in hell. And I says, well, um, you understand, I think that was a bit much. And she says, well, I don't think it was. And I said, well, I think, uh, you know, now I feel that I feel like you feel that way towards me. You're just not saying it because we're cool. And it was, it was very weird. I get put in awkward situations a lot. Um, I have a lot of people who are homophobic around me 
but they kind of count me out because we're cool. And it's just like, you can't do that. You can't like pick and choose who you're going to be homophobic towards. <laughs> it's kind of like a whole thing. Yes, exactly. I mean, the same way if you just swapped out that word with racist, you know, everyone would oh, yes. understand completely, right? But then mm -hmm. somehow their understanding just seems to fade away when you take the word out racism and put it the word homophobic in. Correct, correct. Right. So, you know, the, the question that I have for you, you know, I, um, you know, I've, I've been spending a lot of time the last like few episodes this season kind of asking people the same kind of question. Um, mm -hmm. For those who, you know, do not understand like where you're coming from with this. Like if you could get a, get a message to somebody who doesn't see these issues the same way that you see them, like what, what exactly would you say to them? Like, how would you like get your message across that, you know, the way that they're thinking about this is just not fair or not correct or so on and so forth. To my community. Cause I actually have to have these conversations maybe once or twice a month with people that I know personally. Um, literally what you just said kind of swap out the the racist word with the the homophobic and put it in that light and that usually actually helps them it's so crazy because it's such a basic thing that they should do on their own but you know once i put it that way then they kind of go wait you know what you're right or it goes um you guys know how it feels to be you know judged or you know people prejudiced people are being prejudiced towards us and you guys turn around and do it to us as if we don't have to deal with it all together. And, it, and they kind of just stop and they kind of think and they go, well, maybe you're right. Um, it's very simple, but a lot of people uh, won't say it to them, especially um, people who are in the community. Uh, it's like they're kind of scared to say something and I'm not scared to say anything to them. So um, I'll go back and forth with someone all day um, just to get my point across because I know for a fact, uh, if I'm wrong, you know, I am wrong. But however, when this comes up, I know I'm not wrong. You shouldn't be, you know, give, pushing out something that you're getting pushed. People are pushing this out on you and then they turn around and it backfires on us. And I don't think that's right. So um, that's how I would get it across. And uh, it's no yelling. It's not a debate or anything. We both speak. And um, usually at the end of it, they apologize. And I don't hear uh, that anymore from them, you know. Hey, that is really important work that you're doing. I personally feel as though a lot of these um, issues can be resolved with conversations because, you know, I think what you said earlier, it really does come down to a lot of just ignorance. I think there are a mm -hmm. lot of good people out there that don't realize how just hateful they are being, as crazy as that might sound to bystanders, but sometimes it is as simple as just having a conversation with somebody to kind of like pop that little light in their eyes. Yep. Uh, so I am, you know, glad that you are taking the opportunity to do that. Uh, thank you for, you know, doing that, you know, in your everyday life and on your podcast. You know, as we kind of wrap this up really quickly here, just um, tell everyone where they can find your podcast at. Okay, guys, um, the podcast is actually on every platform, actually. So we have Apple, we have Spotify, Google. It is on Pandora, it is on iHeart. Um, anywhere you get your podcast, it is available at Let's Be Real with D. Okay. Now, if you haven't decided already, I'm going to ask you one more time. Just please go subscribe to her podcast. Give it a five-star rating if you're on Apple. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank v, thanks you. For, um, thanks for coming on today. I hope you get to come back on again in the future. Of course. I, I hope so, too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right. For everyone else, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with my final thoughts of the day. Welcome back from the break, everyone. 
Thanks for sticking with us to another episode of Independent Thought. If you are not already, please subscribe to the podcast. The little subscribe button is right next to the logo on whatever platform you are listening to this episode on currently. It is very much appreciated. Plus, you never know when a bonus episode might drop, so it's always going to be subscribes just in case one does, so you do not miss it. And if you have liked this episode, one of the best ways that you can help out Independent Thought, or me, whatever you want to call it, is to share this episode on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever it is. Please go ahead and share this episode and just let people know to come check it out. That is a huge help for me, and I'd be very appreciated if you would take a moment to just maybe screenshot this or hit the little share button on Apple or Spotify. Thank you. It goes a long way. And lastly, if you have a couple extra dollars that you are interested in departing with, you are more than welcome to donate to my Patreon. It definitely goes a long way into helping me sustain this podcast for the long run. The link to which is, again, in my episode notes, so please just scroll up. The Patreon link is right there. Thank you to all of my current patrons. You are deeply appreciated. Now, I want to thank my guest for this week, V. I really appreciate her coming on and talking about dealing with all of the different struggles that she deals with, being a member of the LGBTQ community, and what goes on on a day in and day out basis what it sounds like just being someone in that community in the philadelphia area which definitely saddens me as a person who you know was born and raised over in that area and i'm hoping that through more and more conversations that we can start to turn the page on what's been an ugly history between people who are not part of that community and people who are part of that community and I also want to take a moment to address all of the great guests that I've had this season. I will not be having a guest next week for my season finale. So this was the last guest of this season. I've had amazing guests all the way through. I just thank you all for taking the time to come on my podcast. I really do appreciate that. I will continue to shout you guys out on social media so thank you again, hoping to have everyone come back on in the future. And I'm excited not only to have some of you come back on in the future, but I'm also excited for the guests who have already said they want to come on for season four, which will be, be beginning in July. After next week, I'll be taking at least six weeks off, maybe eight weeks. Either way, Independent Thought will not be resuming until July at which point I'll be coming back with brand new topics, brand new guests, maybe a little bit of a brand new format. We'll see. But if you are interested in being on season four, if you are a listener currently and you have a story to tell, you have something interesting that you want to bring up, I'm always open to having new guests. So please feel free to DM me, Instagram, Twitter, best ways to get a hold of me. And just tell me what your story is and possibly we can get you on to next season. So lastly, I want to say that 
Next week's episode is going to be, again, the finale. It is an episode that was voted on by the members of my Patreon. I will be covering the topic of human trafficking. Normally, normally I don't tell people what the episodes will be in advance. This time I am. I am not looking forward to doing the research that's required to putting out this episode. I just have a feeling that it's going to be emotionally draining the way that learning about the China's concentration camps was. But it is a subject that I know needs more attention. And so I'm going to definitely put in the work all week to make sure that I can cover it the best way that I know how. And knowing that and also thinking about all the different subjects, again, that I covered this season is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about more or less self-care today. You know, I'm not the self-care thug the way that, uh, you know, Janae Strickland Nunn is, the host of the Confessions from a Red Couch podcast. She's definitely the authority on that one. Uh, definitely go check out her podcast if you are not already subscribed. She was my guest uh, twice now, once last season and once this season. Uh, but self-care is an incredibly important thing, especially when you're covering topics like this all the time. It is something that I am trying to embrace more as I am, you know, when I'm not researching specifically for the subjects I'm going to cover on a given week, I'm always staying plugged into what's happening in the news so that I can make sure to address it. And that comes with just hours and hours and hours out of the week watching YouTube videos, listening to cable news, being on Twitter and Instagram, seeing what's trending, interacting with people about the news. It, it, it is draining. It, it really is. And so what I said in that first segment about thanking everyone for constantly being tuned in, I really meant that. It takes a physical and mental toll on us all to be this constantly plugged in to all of the stressful events that are going on. And so it is vitally important that we take the time to take care of ourselves while we're trying to stay vigilant. So finally, I want to say thank you all to everyone for doing that work. It really is important. It really is appreciated. And make sure in the meantime, you are taking care of yourself. I will see you all next week for the season finale. Thank you again for being members of Independent Thought. Thank you.